Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The people are terrified and they have shut the gate of the city too. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof, even the mighty men of valor. Joshua knows ahead of time that they're going to win because God told him so. And this just encourages Joshua's faith. 3. And ye shall compass the city, all the men of war, going about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. Compassing is circling. For six days they're going to march around the city, but they're not going to fight. 14. And seven priests shall bear seven ram's horns before the ark, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the horns. So this is what today is called a shofar. It's the type of horns that they use in Israel to blow. It's kind of like a trumpet, but it doesn't sound like a trumpet because it's made of a genuine ram's horn. So it has a totally different tone to it, and it can be heard really loud from a very long distance. God is telling them they're going to circle the city every day, and these priests are going to blow these horns, which is going to be super, super loud. And he says, make a long blast. On the six days, they go around the city, but only the shofar blasts. And then on the seventh day, when they finish circling the city, the seven priests blow the seven horns really long. And then the people are all supposed to shout at the same time and make a big noise with their shouting. Five, and it shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the horn, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Now, some might argue, did the noise make the wall fall? Could be, but still, ultimately, God made the wall fall because God told them how to do this. Even if the noise did make the wall fall, they would have never known to do it this way without God's instructions. 6. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests, and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns, one each, are in front of the ark, and then the ark is behind them, and then the people are marching behind them. 7. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let the armed body pass on before the ark of the Lord. The soldiers are ahead of the ark. The soldiers that have weapons are in front of the ark, and then after them is going to be the seven priests with the trumpets, and then the ark behind them, and then after that is all the other people, men, women, children, everybody who isn't armed for battle. 8. And it was so, that when Joshua had spoken unto the people, the seven priests bearing the seven ram's horns before the Lord passed on, and blew with the horns, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. God is literally with them. In this battle, in which they don't really fight at this point, the people in the city of Jericho are terrified but confused. They know something's happening, but they don't really know what or when. And they can see all these millions of people circling their city, and that must have been intimidating. But they don't understand why they're only circling. When Jesus comes back to get his bride, he is going to come in the clouds, and the whole world will see him at once. That's what the Bible says. The entire world will be able to see him up in the sky. Since we all have cell phones and everything, obviously, if you're on the wrong side of the planet, you could see him on your cell phone. But maybe, miraculously, you'll just be able to see him anyway. I don't know. 
he will come with angels who have trumpets. The angels are going to blow a long trumpet blast. And that will be everybody's signal that he's definitely here. But we're going to see him before the trumpet blast, most likely. The people at Jericho already saw the Israelites approaching, which is like us when we see Jesus and the angels. And Jesus will be with the angels when he comes to get his bride, just as the Ark of the Covenant, where God is dwelling, is with the priests who have the trumpets. And then the angels will take up the bride first, which is all those who follow the Lord. And they'll go up to be saved, just like Rahab's family is going to be saved from destruction in Jericho. And then the angels will destroy the world. That will be the great tribulation, just as the Israelites are going to destroy Jericho once Rahab is safely up and away over the wall. This all perfectly illustrates when Jesus comes to get his bride. 9. And the armed men went before the priests that blew the horns, and the rearward went after the ark, the priests blowing with the horns continually. So they kept blowing over and over. When Jesus comes back, the angels will blow their horns continually, and the whole world is going to hear this sound. 10. And Joshua commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I bid you shout, then ye shall shout. All the first six days the horns were blowing, but the people were silent. They're not even allowed to whisper to each other while they're marching around the city. But on the seventh day is when they're going to be allowed to make a noise. 11. So he caused the ark of the Lord to compass the city going about it once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. On every day of the first six days, they compass the city once while the horn is blasting, and then they go back to their own camp. So this must have been extremely confusing, yet intimidating for those who are walled up in the city, afraid to come out and afraid to let anybody come in. 12. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. 13. And the seven priests bearing the seven ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with horns. In the book of Revelation, there are seven angels with seven horns as well, and those are also signaling the wrath of God on earth. And so here, these horns blowing are signaling that God's wrath is coming on Jericho. And remember, Jericho, just like all the other pagans in Canaan, they are not innocent, sweet little people who were harmed by God without deserving it. These were pagans who were committing horrific, vile acts against humanity and God. They were murdering their own children, causing their sons and daughters to be prostitutes in the temple. They were worshiping demons, raping animals, doing all kinds of disgusting things. 14. And the second day they compassed the city once and returned into the camp. So they did six days. Every day for six days they only circled the city once. 15. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early at the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. On the other six days they only circled once. On the seventh day they circled seven times. Seven represents the Sabbath, and it's God's perfect number of completion. After this battle, they're going to have a rest. 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the horns, that Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you this city. This is a victory shout. And when Jesus comes with the angels, when the angels shout after the horn blast, and they're coming to get the bride, it will be a victory shout. 
saying, Now he's come to get his bride. 17. And the city shall be devoted, even it and all that is therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. They all know they're going to save Rahab and her family, but absolutely no one else, and only those of her family that are in the house with her. Devoted means that everybody dies. It all goes to the Lord. Even the babies will die. God has a plan for everybody, so I'm sure those babies went straight But if they had been allowed to live, they would have grown up with the same demons that their parents had and taught the Israelites to sin. So that's why they had to die. 18. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the devoted thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed by taking of the devoted thing. So should ye make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. Joshua says, don't you dare take any clothing, gold, silver, statues. It's going to go straight to the Lord. If you take anything, you will defile yourselves and you'll bring sin into your life. And that's why Christians, we should not be keeping trophies of our sinful past. We don't want to defile our new life with the Lord. Whatever is from the past that is connected to anything evil that we did, we need to get rid of that. Throw it away. Get it out of the house. Don't have anything to do with it anymore. Don't glory in your past sin. Just forget it. 19. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are holy unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. All of the the silver, gold, and brass and iron are useful, but it's only going to be used for the temple. And it's going to get melted down so that it's sanctified and cleansed. And then it's going to get refashioned into things for the temple. 20. So the people shouted, and the priests blew with horns. And it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the horn, that the people shouted with a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took this city. Now, they found the ruins of Jericho, and the wall did fall flat. The city was kind of built on a hill, in a sense, and the walls were constructed to add more to the hill so that when you go into Jericho, you're actually climbing. And even though the wall fell down, they had to climb up and over the ruins of the city wall, ascending into it. But the wall did fall flat. 21. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, both young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, with the edge of the sword. They couldn't benefit from anything that had been used by Satan, and that includes the animals. And again, I'm sure the animals went to heaven, but they couldn't be used by the Israelites. When they took Rahab out, they took her up over the wall. It's all upward to go in. She lived in the wall. Her part may not have fallen completely. She was on the inner part of the wall because it was a double wall. The outward part was probably all the fortified part. They would have had to take her up over the ruins in order to get her out. 22. And Joshua said unto the two men that had spied out the land, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she hath, as ye swore unto her. 23. And the young men, the spies, went in, and brought out Rahab and her father, and her mother and her brethren, and all that she had. All her kindred also they brought out, and they set them without the camp of Israel. So they also brought her possessions, because it mentions all that she had in addition to her family. And from this point on, now I understand why Rahab didn't have children, because her children would have never been Israelites. The children that she bore in Jericho would have been pagans. And that's why God kept her from getting pregnant, even though she was a prostitute. 
now that she's saved, she can actually get married into the Israelites and become an Israelite. And all of her children will be Israelites because her husband will be an Israelite. So all of her children will be Israelites. 24. And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. 25. But Rahab the harlot and her father's household, and all that she had, did Joshua save alive. And she dwelt in the midst of Israel unto this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. She was able to actually leave harlotry and get married and she is never mentioned again in the Bible until you get to the book of Matthew, when you learn that she is in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Rahab is mentioned as being the mother of Boaz, who was the husband of Ruth, and all of those people are in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Rahab ended up being a mother to the grandfather of King David, and that's in the line of Jesus. She had a great inheritance. So yes, even if you have a sinful past, your life can be totally restored and blessed in the name of Jesus. And this also shows that people that you have sex with, you are not married to. You're only married if you actually get married. Because by God's law, if she had been married to any of the people that she had sex with, she wouldn't have been able to marry into the Israelites. But she wasn't married to any of them. She was a prostitute. Even if you've lived the life of a prostitute, or you've been raped, or whatever, you can still get married, and you don't have to have any shame. Because according to God's law, even though you were defiled, you're still eligible to marry in God's family. You're not legally bound to anyone. God does not recognize common law marriages. Some people think that if they fornicate or get raped by somebody, that they're bound to that person, and that isn't true in the Bible. You're only bound to the person who you lawfully marry. 26. And Joshua charged the people with an oath at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city, even Jericho. With the loss of his firstborn shall he lay the foundation thereof, and with the loss of his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. Joshua pronounced a curse that this city should never be rebuilt by any Israelite, and if somebody decides to rebuild it, their first son will die. Now later on in the Bible, there will be a man who decides to rebuild Jericho, and his firstborn son will die because of this curse. When we get to the book of First Kings, we'll read about Heel who rebuilt Jericho, and his firstborn son Abraham died because of it. And also his youngest son, Segub, also died because of it. 27. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. And that means all the land of Canaan. So all of the pagans knew about Joshua. They all knew that he had the power of God in his life, just as Moses had. And that concludes Joshua chapter 6.